Welcome to Paddy Talks, brought to you thanks to Seed Golf Balls, who deliver you affordable to performance, same performance, half the price. Check them out at www.seedgolf.com and try them today. Thank you for pressing play. On today's show, we have Kilkenny Man, Europro player and aspiring European Tour player. It is Luke Donnelly, but as Gabe Byrne would say, roll it there, Roisin. I mean, listen, we're talking about practice. Joe Bradley told us the production line was finished in Kerry. Well, Joe Bradley, what did he get at? Son of Donovan is the left cornerback. He hits it. He hits it. It's over the bar. Oh, holy Moses. It's all of this. Round and What a finish. Here it comes. Oh, wow. In your life have you seen anything like that? Welcome to the show. Today we are with Kilkenny native, Euro Pro uh, golf professional, Luke Donnelly. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Paddy. So, Kilkenny man, what's that like? Uh, not bad, actually. Bit of a pain to get to the airport, but it's actually not too bad. Bit of a bit. So, being from Kilkenny, there's obviously massive hurling country. So, where did you play hurling or where did golf start? Yeah, no, I played hurling from growing up. Um, it's kind of in the, in the family as well. Um, my uncle's all won all irons with Kilkenny. My cousins won all Ireland with Kilkenny, so it was in the blood, and sure, down to Kilkenny, you're born with a hurl, so you kind of have to play, even if you don't want to. But no, I, I loved hurling since I can remember playing it, um, and then just fell into golf, and that's that's how hurling stopped and golf started. So, when did you fall into golf? Um, I think I was roughly about 12 years old. Um, so, late enough? Pu- yeah, yeah, pure accidental. Again, it was mainly because of the hurling club. Um, so they were hosting a golf classic in sure long story short I ended up caddying for a dad in it and he finished after five holes and I continued on so that's how it all started did you win? I can't remember and I doubt it very much <laughs> so you started off finishing around the golf for your dad so where did you go from there to did you get lessons did you just join a golf club how, how did it start there? yeah I joined Mountain View that's where the cla- golf classic was on so I joined up there and then they just lessons on a Saturday morning in the driving range with juniors and stuff so I we went to there and then just got to Bulkford and continued on went there joined Callan obviously started getting lessons then properly started getting more competitive playing championships underage say under 13 Leinster series and then up to under 15s and then obviously up to boys level um, yeah and then I joined Mount Juliet then um, when I, I was roughly about 15 what was so the handicap when you joined Mount Juliet? I, I would have said roughly about nine eight or nine so pretty good for a 15 year old yeah no I, I got the book straight away and i love practice and love playing try play as many tournaments as i can throughout the week like you have open singles maybe you have two different golf courses gorn or kilkenny and or callan both most on a wednesday and a thursday and then you've got your club competition at the weekend so you could end up playing nearly four singles a week um and as a kid all you want to do is be out in the sun playing golf and that's all i ever did for me that'd be 5.1s a week so it wasn't the same for you <laughs> No, thankfully not. I, I did get the odd one here and there, but uh, no, thankfully I, I came down low. I got down low very quick. Uh, I got down to five when I was, I don't know what age, maybe 16 or something like that. And I just continued playing, continued practicing, working hard and just playing every day. So where do you go from being a five handicapper to being in a position where you're like, okay, I can try and go for a tour card. So what happened in between? Um, I did me leave insert. Um... And I obviously looked at going to college as everyone does. And, and I didn't want to go to just a normal college. I wanted to obviously go to a golf college. 
and obviously the states is where everyone wants to go but then the more I looked into it um I didn't enjoy school in terms of the school work I enjoyed school because of the crack and the fun um I hated studying doing homework I got in more trouble for not doing homework and all that than I don't know anyone else in school probably but uh yeah I just looked at looked at different things and and I decided then after leaving so just all of a sudden being like no I'm actually going to take a year out and just play golf and, and I ended up working as well I I started working in Mount Juliet as well so it was quite I was always in Mount Juliet then I was working say in the morning or no practicing in the morning and then working at three o'clock till god knows all hours and back up again so end up just staying just working and then I then had more time then to play golf practice started seeing Owen Gibbons then for me game and then that, that took off to another level got more confidence started shooting under par more regularly was kind of featuring in like say scratch cups and then bringing a little bit of form into championships didn't have any like great finishes like say a first or a second but just I was happy with my performance in terms of cruising into the final day and maybe getting a top 20 or something like that but for me it was another little goal ticked off like four solid rounds three solid rounds into the match play or something like that so and that's in like the top amateur events so yeah like the the, south, yeah the just as you said the north the west the south um funny enough i never played the close uh i don't know why uh, i just never never played it but no i played obviously all the championship bar the close then and then played a few amateur events out foreign like say cop and lucia in spain is in January and that's an event that I just enjoy going to and it, funny enough it ended up being my last amateur event was Cop and Lucy out in Spain and then like I also did Alps Q School as, as an amateur so obviously going out there sure what are you going out there just for and test test the water see what it's like on the tour because obviously everyone has dreams of turning pro if they start golf and get down to a level where you're thinking of it um, I went out there test the water see what it's like and, and I came back with a card but personally i wasn't ready to turn pro um i just wanted to see what it's like and took that experience out into came back did more work with own realized okay what did the guys that won that event do to where i finished i, I can't tell you where i finished i forget but I, I came back with a card anyway so comparing what they did and what i did and, and just worked hard grinded out started acting like a pro like say getting up in the morning practicing like a pro getting obviously everyone gets up in the morning actually um waking up early in the morning going to the gym in tj retail and fitness um got a physio david roach down to kenny so taking care of all the things that, that the guys at the top level do coming up to own then maybe on the bus leaving thompson at 7 a.m getting on the bus he picked me up from the airport and um just practicing play hitting balls at 10 o'clock at night working on the right things and look if you work hard you will get the rewards at some stage it might come straight away but it will come to you um so that's what we did then i decided to turn pro in february of 2018 well, and i'll then, just stop you there so all between coming back from the abs tour mm-hmm. and you remained as an amateur you yeah. retained your, your amateur status what's the timeline between there and then the next february saying okay let's go for it um, is it a month is it six months no so it was so that was december i'm gonna say december 16 i think it was okay. and i turned pro february 18. Okay, so yeah so about a year about nearly 15 months so it was just realizing for me when the time was right and it was actually during a championship i decided i hear no i'm actually going to turn pro so obviously played out the year and then started working even more hours in mount juliet raising up money for myself and true mount juliet is how i end up getting my first bit of sponsorship by working that wedding and 
pure accidental again and that's how it kicked off so and then february february 18 i decided to announce i'm turning pro and and that was it so in the interim period doing all this work doing this routine all this practice buses up to concede grant to see Owen gibbons where we are now actually um but what funded all of that uh, you're basically a, full, yeah. a full-time amateur. Yeah, I was working. I was working, God, geez, crazy hours. Um, but I knew the money coming in from work in the bar in Mount Julia was literally coming in and going out for golf. So there was no, like, uh, here I go on a holiday. Like, I haven't been on a holiday since I was probably about eight. There was no stupid things like that. Even leaving cert, boys were going off on the holidays and I was going back and I was going playing tournaments, saving me money for maybe, like, Absecu school was quite expensive. So save money for that getting back into work then the day after qualifying and back to the well the easy work to me that was and that was me break actually and um, was working still but no look you need money um at amateur level i wasn't on any irish team so we don't get sponsored at amateur level but even you do get a little bit of help but i because i wasn't on any irish teams i wasn't available or i wasn't getting any of that so look i just worked hard raised money myself and then decided to turn pro so so a lot of tenacity and a lot of work creating fair play to you February 18 turning pro mm-hmm. you just announced your turn pro so did sponsors roll in was there any help there you said you, you had a conversation at a wedding mm, sponsors didn't roll in it, it's at this and the level of your pro it's quite tough to get sponsorship um, but yeah it was pure accidental um, I was working a member's wedding one night in I'm going to say well I finished up New Year's Eve so I'm going to say sometime in December 17. It's working away wedding anyway, and long story short, Dennis Brown was at the table that I was serving, and a few of the members were asking, oh, how's golf? So obviously, in Farnham and Turnham Pro. Now, mind you, I didn't know Dennis O'Brien was at the table, obviously. I, no no offence, I didn't know that that was actually him. Obviously, I've heard of him. He has the house in Mount Julie, the back of the A Green. And then, yeah, they just asked, have I any sponsors? And I said, no, I'm working working here trying to raise a bit of money myself but look hopefully sponsors come in like hopefully my Juliet will help me out and stuff and they did for me first year which was which was great um so look and then he came up to the bar later on the night asked a few more questions and then said look a lot I'd like to sponsor you and that was literally how it happened and thankfully again this year he's helped me out again by asking me to represent PJ Catalonia one of his places and it's been great wearing their wearing their um, badge on the sleeve it's it's been fantastic massive honor to represent a resort like 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 catalonia and be kind of affiliated with them so without him jigsaw country where would be like i could probably end up still be working because without sponsorship you you wouldn't be able to to become a full-time professional right definitely so i'm going to go to a story which was kind of late summer of 2018 you flew through stage one of European qualifying school, mm-hmm. but something happened, didn't it? At stage one, or yeah, then, like the best round of your life. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I. Well, it was a funny one. The first round, it was probably the worst start anyone could ever have. I started. Now, mind you, the start in the players' club in Bristol is par four, par four, par four, par four, and I started seven, six, four, five like me yeah uh, <laughs> so what's that that's six over through four holes you're gone like good luck you may as well pack your bag go home but I had a really good caddy in the bag who's not even a caddy he's my sister's boyfriend and we just get on like a house on fire 
So we grinded out that score. He after on the fourth fairway, I hit my tee shot into the water, and obviously because I didn't carry the hazard on the line that I went, I had to re-hit. So I got end up getting up and down for bogey, um, which was massive. Um, he goes to me walking off the green. He still have sixty eight holes to go, or whatever it adds up sixty seven or anyway, and I goes. Sure, look, I'm six over through four. Like, come on, get a bit real. Like, and he was like, Yeah, still plenty of golf to go. So, anyway, finished five over today. So, I came back at one under for the next 14 holes, or whatever it was. And I was walked off the course, and I was actually not buzzing, but I, was, I wasn't I was down or anything. Speaking to a few lads who maybe shot like one over, two over, and they were out in the range grinding. And it was a tough day, wet, windy in the players' club. I don't know if anyone knows the players' club, but it's 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 grill, it's, it's grim, like, it's it's so hard. You just literally have to hit the ball long, straight, and put well. Um, you go off the fairway. Easy, easy game, really. Oh, totally, yeah. yeah. You go off the fairway when you're in, like, shin high rough. Now, how high is your shin? I don't know, but, but yeah, um, it's, it's, it was hard. And so the next day, like, I went back to the range after I did 40 minutes and just took a few videos, realised that, or bloody hell, my arms are going 90, my body wasn't moving. Turn your body and you'll be able to hit the ball. Shot one under the next day. Was delighted. Back to four over. Felt like I was back in the tournament. And then went out the next day, didn't feel any different, did the same old stuff that I do every morning before I go play, breakfast, a few bits of stretching, warming up the exact same way, and yeah, ended up shooting a little 62, 10 under, so... Uh, that got you into a place, didn't it? Yeah, it kind of got me quite back in the tournament. I was up to third place or something like that, and, and the next best score to me was 69, 3 under, and came off the course as I come up to me how did you do it but I didn't realise how low I was going all day I was just playing having good fun I was playing with one of my good friends well I met him through playing on your pro Ryan Campbell when he played well I played well so we were just playing both playing well um, and just fed off each other luckily I fed off I held up more putts had more birdies had a hole out eagle like had eight birdies and an eagle no bogeys so and it was only kind of when I was coming down my last hole the ninth I realised that something was going on. Like, I knew what score I was on. But for some reason, I didn't be like, oh my God, I'm 10 under coming down the last. Yeah, you're very comfortable. Yeah, I was yeah. just just hitting the shots because I knew that if I move my body, if I turn, I can hit the shot. So I was confident in the way I was playing. Went up the last, and then obviously you see crowds coming because, obviously, of course, there was no live scoring, but word was travelling. Um, walking past the clubhouse, you go past the clubhouse twice, so word was travelling in, oh, he's, he's this, he's this. And then, um, yeah, f- there was probably about, for well, for stage one in Q school, there was probably about 20 or 30 lads at the back of the green. Good few of the players that I play with on Europro. So it was kind of good to see them coming off the back back of the green. And then had a little slippery three-footer down the hill for power. I got quite aggressive with me birdie, but to get to 11 under. Um, so I had a very slippy puck coming down and held it anyway and gave a little fist bump anyway. And oh, it, was, it, was, it was great, just kind of getting that acknowledgement from your playing partners and the guys you're playing against because at the end of the day it's, it's a single sport you're playing against everyone in the field but everyone likes to see friends doing well because it drives you on as well so it was good to kind of walk off the green and like I felt sorry for the group behind us because they were waiting on the fairway for, for a few minutes because obviously we were taking a while to get off the green but no, look, it was a day that I'll remember forever I still have the golf ball um, in my bedside locker and that'll never move and it was fantastic just to shoot a score and like as people do know I'm never off my phone like and that night I had to turn off my phone it was just it was just buzzing non-stop and like I still had another round to go and I ended up shooting 
I think I shot like level one over the next day. So I finished third place, cruised through qualifying, which everyone wants to do. So look, it was it was a great day, fantastic day, um, and a great week it turned out to be after after the start. So hopefully I bring that now to stage two this year. So hopefully a few more around trees would be nice. So for anyone listening, if you're four, four over through or six over through four, there's light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. But then stage two was November. Stage last two year, was November, yeah. There. Oh yeah. Um, sure. As you do, you go over a few days early, a few days practice. Was probably hitting the ball better than what I was when I shot the sixty-two. Was swinging the ball beautifully, putting great, and my short game was was nice. Obviously, practice rounds it so calm, so relaxed. But I knew myself. I was okay. I'm playing really well. I could have a great chance of winning this 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 tournament and getting through to the next stage. And came off me second practice round, and the day before the tournament was going up for lunch and in the house we were staying in. It was on site as well, so that was very handy. And then realised, oh crap! Of course, my phone left in the car. So just, as you do, you pick up the car keys, run down my caddy. Um, was inside just cooking cooking lunch and I said oh, I'll run down to the car to get my phone grand yeah yeah no hassle stumbled back up to the room I fell going up the stairs tripped on the first step and um, long story short broke my foot so yeah I can see you laughing God yeah, it was, stairs just don't, don't, continue, we know, do we don't no and even today I'm, I'm still like petrified going up 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 and down the stairs I'm just like oh what's going on like so but no look I was at the time I wasn't raging or disappointed. I was more like in agony and, and the foot, it swelled up like a balloon. Um, I was trying to get to the hospital to see what was going on. And then the doctors in Spain told me, oh, there's no damage, just heavy swelling. And I was like, grand, okay, that's fine. I can actually still try and play tomorrow. Um, but then they go, no, no, you can't walk. So I was like, hmm, that's quite funny. So anyway, listened to them and ended up waking up the next morning and I couldn't stand up. I was struggling even to get out of bed. So I had to obviously withdraw, unfortunately. But luckily enough, because it was a, I had a medical cert and everything, I was given a medical exemption for this this year, back to stage two. So look, hopefully the golf and gods are with me this this time. And well, first of all, keep me on two feet, which would be a bonus. Just rent a bungalow this year, I'd say. Yeah, it could be a handier thing, wouldn't it? A caravan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you'd, you'd fit in right well. There's caravan. steps in caravans, though, isn't there? <laughs> So uh, stage two is November, the third week of November this year. Uh, it is, is it the seventh of November, I think it is. Um, it is on. There's four different sections, so I got assigned to Alenda down in in Alicante. So heading over on the fourth, so I get some good few days work done over there, and look, all your prep should be done before you go out there. So it's all about just seeing the golf course. I was in PJ Catalonia there about a week and a half ago. I brought Owen down, so we got some really good work done down there. So look, hopefully you just tidy up things get back playing golf playing on the golf course just get back scoring and look you never know as long as you prep the way you want to prep for these things if it doesn't work out it doesn't work out but as long as you're happy with your preparation then there's nothing you can do after that yeah, so. definitely, definitely. and it's not like you've done nothing between last stage two and this stage two you've, you've played on your pro all year. yeah yeah played on your pro all year long um obviously did open qualifying um yeah, so I've played. I've been playing quite a lot of events. So, so. And how's the year been for you in terms of your man that sets goals for himself? I'd imagine. So uh, how, how, how's, the, how's the year gone in your opinion? What grade would you give? No, nah, I wasn't happy with this season. Um, 
I missed a few cuts by one shot. I missed four in a row by one shot, which is so heartbreaking, confidence breaking. But it didn't it didn't go the way I wanted it to go. And look, that's sport. Um, if it goes the way we plan it, sure, everyone be winning. So um, look, unfortunately, it didn't go my way this season. But worked hard. Felt I was doing the right things. It didn't come off on the golf course. So there's nothing I can do after that. All I can do is take whatever positives there was like a British Open qualifying was a big positive because I was kind of struggling when it came to stage one regional qualifying um, and I was five under through nine finished three under finished second so that got me the final stage um, played well at final stage shot level one under but it, it wasn't enough to qualify unfortunately for Portrush but look that was that was a good positive that those two two days um, but look all I can do is see see how stage two goes I feel like I'm swinging the ball swinging the club well striking the ball well all I have to do is just go there and try shoot lower than the 99 other players or whatever there is in the field and hopefully come out on top and get through the stage three so given that by your own standards you've had kind of an under par year forgive the pun but how have you gotten through it we'll say financially how important have your sponsors been to you oh well Without sponsors, I wouldn't really be able to get this season going at all. I was very lucky with, with actually the amount of sponsorship that I had this season. Um, Able Rate, they're an English company. I met them last year in a pro-am on the Europro Tour, and we just we just kicked off from there, and, and we became partners this season, and they've helped me out incredibly amount. And, and um, we've actually done like kind of like a little YouTube channel with them, so obviously hitting different shots on the golf course. So, um, no, look, without, without sponsorship, season wouldn't been wouldn't be fundable as i said i've been very lucky i've had available rate um luke's aid sport bti engineering supplies and then also um pj catalonia so four four massive sponsors to me and and again look four companies that are heavily involved in in my golf um all obviously looking looking to for me to progress and then we're all, I'm always in contact with them. We're giving them updates, meeting up, playing different days of golf with them. Um, with Catalonia, um, slash Dennis O'Brien going down to PJ Catalonia for practice is, is such a help, especially with preparation for um, European Tour Q School, getting to go down practice using the Spanish climate, the Spanish grasses. Um, so without obviously, they're like financial sponsors, and then. I've got druids then for clothing, bags, like their clothing is fantastic. I, I love the gear. Obviously you wear it yourself, Paddy, you know what it's like. The the gear is beautiful. Like um the the jackets, the t shirts, even the wet gear, the wood, everything I am wearing everything with really. Um and then also then Michael Ling Motors um sponsored me a car for this season, so I've got a lovely Hyundai Kona and that has just taken the pressure off massively in terms of travelling to to events. It's so much easier being over in England, like I drive to the events myself. There's no worry about renting a car or having someone there to drive me. I can now drive drive myself to the car or to the tournament and, and the the car is beautiful, so comfortable and but no, I've back to your question, without sponsors I couldn't tell you where I would have been. The season definitely would not have been have been where where I'm now in terms of being able to afford events, travel, accommodation and obviously paying different fees like so Without sponsors, it wouldn't be possible. You're based out of the UK? P- yes. In Peaky Blinders country? Birmingham, yeah. Birmingham. Yeah, Birmingham. No more fighting. 
But so how I understand the Euro Pro Tour is mainly around the UK. Yes. Uh, but there's some trips to Ireland. So how do you manage your practice when you're on the road? Do you come your coach is based in Dublin? So how does that all work out? Um a lot of FaceTime calls. Um my phone bill was quite a bit this season due to all the FaceTime calls. You might get Vodafone or something to sponsor you. If if there are just anyone from Vodafone listening, I'll send on my email address. Um but um no, a lot of FaceTime calls on the weekends you get you, you have to get it done, there's no point. Look, if if you're playing well you can afford to take a few days off. If you're not and you feel you're not where you want to be, well you have to get working, you have to get growing, you have to f- try do what do what you feel is best for you. Um for me, practicing most days I feel is the best thing for me. Um I hate taking days off. Especially I took two days off the weekend there, went back back to Birmingham. Um just to chill out um have some downtime with my girlfriend and then got back to work then monday afternoon and and i felt jeekers two days off wow and gone back a lot but 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 i'm not it's just the way i am for myself i feel i have to work constantly because if i don't i feel like i'm falling behind and it's just the way i am and and look obviously then with Owen being in ireland i'm over in england for me it's a lot easier being in england like having my car um, this season supported by Michael Lee Motors in Kilkenny so that was very very helpful um, so yeah being over in England is a lot easier for me driving to the events instead of having to fly over um, so staying so video calls with Owen is, is very very handy also sends videos on WhatsApp and constantly constantly talking at the end of the day we're, we're, we're good friends as well outside of our player coach relationship so we have that bit of crack as well like like when we went to Catalonia, there was still that good bit of fun, which which is always which we what you need. No, definitely. So, like everybody comes on the show, mm-hmm. you will be subject to a Spanish Inquisition quickfire Q and A. I don't speak Spanish. Don't worry about it. Okay. okay. You better you better than the time you spend in Catalonia. <laughs> yeah, I better learn a few. I know a few words, but I don't think they're capable for the I microphone. Order beer <laughs> and order a bucket of balls. I imagine. Yes, I can order a bucket of balls, beer, not so. Okay. Good. Uh, okay, so are you ready for this though? Yeah. Okay, question one. What would your walk-on song be? Oh, God. Um, Don't do a Tom Kennedy and say never walk alone. We've had enough of that. No, I hate Liverpool. Good. Not a chance then. Oh, walk-on song. At the moment, Dance Monkey. It's so my one. Jim or pizza? Oh, God, Jim. Hat, visor or bucket hat? You're calling Moriarty guy. I love hats, but bucket hats are different. What are you? Hat I'll go hat. hat. I'll go hat. Drew's golf hat, one part. Yes. Okay, All day. Happy Gilmore or Tinko? Ah, Happy Gilmore. Guinness or Heineken? Uh, or nice tea. Give me a cappuccino. La Hint or Port Marnock? La Hint. <laughs> walk or cart? Oh, walking. Win the Masters or win the Open? If the open is back in Port Rush, the open. When is back in Port Rush? You Would you rather drive it like Dustin Johnson or drive it like Zach Johnson? Oh, Dustin. Instagram or Twitter? Instagram. Play or practice? When I'm swinging a well playing. Good answer. Thanks very much for your time. All the best luck in stage two of qualifying school in November. Thank you Everybody very much. Here, give Lukey a follow. Details will be in the description below. And yeah, we'll see you. We'll keep track of you. Thank, Thank you very much, buddy. Cheers. Thank you. That was Luke Donnelly. Check out his social media platforms in the show notes below or wherever you're watching the show or get in touch with me um, and I'll let you know where to find poor old Lukey. Uh, he will be hitting stage two qualification school in November, mid to late November. So 
uh, get following him give him all the support he is one definitely to watch in the future to close on each show I generally have a segment for all of you the listeners now I didn't get my act together this week and I didn't get a question out in time so I'm going to give one back to you so anyone who listening to this episode leave a review and in your review just mention Luke Donnelly I'll go through the reviews in the next week and I'll pick someone to send some seed golf balls to how's that thank you all for getting involved thank you all for listening hit the show a follow rate and review it if that's your style enter that little seed golf giveaway and most of all please share the show with your family and friends. Thanks for pressing play. Until we teed up again soon, I'm Paddy.